0: Welcome back to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about equipping and inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and I want to let you know that in this episode, we're bringing back a guest we had on episode 25, Sarah McDaniel. And since she's been on back in April of 2016, she's accomplished quite a bit and done quite a bit in her life in just a matter of months. So we're going to ask her about uh, how those Five trips to Guatemala have been. When we last interviewed her, she'd only done one. We're going to talk with her about her most recent life change where she sold her home, sold her possessions, and finally closed on her dream home to restore a historic house, a historic cottage in Louisiana. And then she's got a new adventure with running, and we're going to talk with her about that. So stay tuned as Brandon and I join Sarah McDaniel and talk with her about how life has been in the last few months. Brandon, welcome back to Beyond the Rut. How have you been?
1: Awesome as always.
0: <laughs> and you did not die in the triathlon, which is really good. Yes. And I noticed finished. you're sporting the shirt, Boo Bash Triathlon.
1: It, it, which is hard in South Texas when you get a long sleeve black shirt. you got to wait for it to get cold enough yeah. to wear this. Thing. <laughs> for the two weeks it gets cold down Turn there, the yeah. air conditioner on to get to wear <laughs> this thing. Uh,
0: so we brought on a guest we've had before, uh, and, and she's back. Well, she's back on the show. She's not back in Texas, and that's... Uh, Sarah McDaniel, how are you doing?
2: I am well, thank you so much for having me back
0: Awesome, it's good to have you back Now, I'm just going to dive right into the icebreaker So this is, for those who are new listening to Sarah for the first time This will give you some insight on how to get to know her better And then this will allow all of us to get to know Sarah a little bit deeper Than we you know last got to know of her last time she was on the show So this is a new game I came up with called Six Degrees of Separation to Renee Zellweger fact or fiction so i'm going to ask you in a moment what are the how are you connected to renee zellweger you're going to tell us and then i'm going to turn it to brandon i'm going to ask him if he believes what you just told us is fact or fiction and then you get to let us know if that was correct or not so you ready Okay. all right so here's the six degrees of separation and obviously i already asked the question how are you connected to renee zellweger
2: so I am connected to Ray Renee Zellweger because in October I went to see James Corden and she actually was on a video that he showed while I was there.
1: He was on she was on the video that he showed. Fact or fiction?
2: Yes, Dearest Show.
1: I think that's fact.
2: It's
0: very true. It's very true.
1: Man, Sarah she, never lies. She can't, she can't tell a lie.
0: I was like, Oh, I would have made up something like, that. and then she was right there and I got to meet her and we went for coffee
1: and <laughs> I would have added all that. So yes, that, <laughs> that would have been on her blog though. So yeah, I would have known that. So close.
2: So close. Ellen's payment was your though. It
0: would have. Awesome. So. Brandon, you're you're one in one. You mm-hmm. you got the first one wrong, you got this one right, and we now established that Sarah cannot tell a lie and I could if it's in the name of entertainment.
1: She so. is the George Washington of the blogosphere. You there know. we she, go. She tells the oh, truth. Well, Sarah, we wanted to have you back on. You were on the show back uh in the in the what we call, I guess, the spring here. It's early summer, I guess, in South Texas, but uh, you were our second guest, actually, on the uh, podcast, and, of course, you've got a great story, and everybody needs to go back and listen to that episode to get a lot of the background, but you don't need that in order to know Sarah now because Sarah – whatever you've heard about Sarah today will be different tomorrow because she is a just – runner she runs everywhere and does everything and i was talking to her before we went and started recording that most of her pictures are on an airplane because she's always flying to and from someplace but the more we keep up with your story the more i said we've got to get her back on and hear what's going on now because sarah's done so much in october We just wanted to share that with some of the people listening to say, I know you can get out of a rut, but also do you just continually stay out of that rut? Keep challenging yourself and doing things that are out of your comfort zone. And I know we were talking a little earlier, October, you actually went back to Guatemala, which we were talking about on the original episode. You had never been to Guatemala and now you've been, is this two times or three times you've been down there?
2: This was actually number five in October. Yes, fifth time.
1: Back when we talked to you, you had never been, it was your first time. You were kind of freaking out about it. Uh, you had, you had already been when we did the episode, but you were talking about how you were really nervous and didn't know what to expect. And it was such a shock, but you just went full bore and said, I got to keep going. You, you fell in love with Guatemala and the people there. And you just had to keep going. Tell us a little bit about what you found on your fifth trip.
2: Oh, gosh, this probably was my favorite trip of all. And one of the reasons is because we actually got to work with teachers, which is what I do every day in my day job. And so we worked with a group of teachers that are part of an organization called Nueva Generation, and they go into classrooms and teach character development skills. And so we actually got to take them on a mini retreat and really just pour some leadership skills into them and just love on them. And because I've been a teacher and I've got teaching experience and I work with teachers every day, I was able to also incorporate some, you know, effective teaching strategies into that. So it really was my heartbeat with service work and then also getting to work with teachers. So again, my favorite trip yet because of that.
0: All right. So yeah, you were in Guatemala for the fifth time. You got to... Uh, apply your education background this time around um I was just recapping <laughs> okay.
1: it's a great great lead in but I, I- what, what I love about that is that you took something that you learned years ago and that you were never going to even remotely have a chance of applying in a foreign country in that setting. And, and God used it to, to teach people there. And, you know, a year ago, you would have never thought you would have been there in October talking about teaching and helping fellow teachers in Guatemala. And I love that about you because your, your story has been so amazing the way it's evolved over the, the, Period of just months and years that we've known each other. But in addition to going to Guatemala, you've also uh, relocated. So now you live in a whole nother state.
2: I do. So I guess about um, almost three years ago now, just the Lord laid it on my heart that, you know, my parents weren't going to live forever. They're in great health now, but, you know, they're um, my mom's in her mid 60s and my dad's 70. And it just hit me that. You know, I maybe only have 20, 25 years left with them if I'm lucky, and so because I do have flexibility in my job with where I can live, I just really started to, you know, explore how I could get closer to home, and, you know, here I am almost three years later from that initial vision, and in October, i moved back to Louisiana.
1: Now, you didn't just go and get an apartment in Louisiana and say, you know, I'm just going to do nothing. You actually did something a little bit different than just moving to Louisiana, right?
2: I did. So I just felt like that I was at the point in my life where I could be a little bit picky with my housing situation. (laughs) And um, I've always, always wanted a historic home. And just for one reason or the other, I've just never had one. And so, you know, after the Lord laid that vision on my heart, I just started kind of, you know, looking at housing and trying to see where I would live, you know, would I live in Louisiana, would I live in East Texas, you know, my sister's in Little Rock, but I knew that I knew that I wanted a historic home, and so I spent hours, like, driving all over the area trying to find the perfect one, and so I had the vision in, I guess, February of 2014, and in December of 2014, as I was driving around Minden, Louisiana, I found the perfect home, and it proved to be... Very challenging to get it secured. It took me about 22 months to finally own it, but I did. And so it's a 1926 broken down Louisiana cottage, and I'm just about to start totally renovating it.
0: Uh, It's really interesting to hear the story from your perspective, because from my perspective, I noticed you put all your stuff up on Facebook for sale. Yes. And I was like, wow, she's really going minimalist now. (laughs) Like she has drunk the Kool-Aid and she's taken it up a notch from the last time we talked to her on the show. And then I bumped into your realtor who's a, a friend of ours and he. Yeah, he was actually he wasn't bragging, but he was letting people know that he just listed a home and as he was describing the home, your name came up. I was like, "We know her." And, yes. uh, and he was like, "How do you know Sarah?" I'm like, "She was on our show and then then I saw your announcement that you just closed on a house in Louisiana and you you started a blog. So, tell I us about did. the blog around the house."
2: Oh, so as if I don't have enough things going <laughs> on in my life right now. Um so I started a new blog, Simply Sarah is the original blog that we talked about back in the spring, and that's just sort of the place where I share, you know, um, basically my personal story, just things that the Lord's laid on my heart, but I wanted to start a second blog to document the renovation of the cottage, and it's called SimplySouthernCottage.com. So it will be a space where I really take the readers through the renovation process, you know, everything that entails, the good, the bad, the ugly but also there's going to be a little bit of tie-in with my life. So just like my life has been reclaimed and restored, I'm going to parallel that with the reclamation and restoration of my house.
1: I love that because if you go to that uh, website, you will see this is not a cute little cob- cottage, uh, you know, and on on the Eastern seaboard, you kind of have this picture in your mind. This was almost completely covered up with plants and trees and 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 the world had kind of swallowed this house up. This was not, you drive by, oh, that's beautiful kind of place.
2: It's very true. It's very true. It really was basically falling down. But the good thing is, is that I, as I had contractors and others evaluate it, everybody kept telling me it has good bones, it has good bones. And so when it was time to proceed, like I just felt a complete peace about it. You know, there's definitely going to be issues that arise, but You know, it is, it's the perfect home and the perfect location. And it met all of the requirements that I was looking for.
1: I think the, the, the important part of that story too, is it was, it didn't look good from the outside. A lot of people didn't see value in it, but you saw something in it that the structure itself was good and you could do something with it. And that's really what's happened in your life. The, the foundation of it was still solid. But there was some chaos and then you just decided, you know, I'm going to renovate my life and completely change because I know we talked about on the last time we had you on the show about how you had kind of downsized your life as far as clothing and stuff that you, you'd gone through this period of 30 days of not buying anything and, and just oh, changed wait. your thinking.
2: It was one year, one year. of no sorry, new
1: clothes. one year. <laughs> Hmm. I, Brandon, I'm going to send you the link for that episode. Yeah, I should listen. I, <laughs> I, I thought 30 days was a long time, but yeah, a year would be more. And, and just the way you've changed your life, which is, uh, I'm sure someone's listening thinking that's too much. Why would I move to Louisiana whenever I could just get a nice apartment? Cause you do travel a lot and let somebody else take care of everything and not have to worry about stuff. But you weren't satisfied with just being, you know, normal. You wanted to do something extraordinary.
2: Yes, and just another part of that, too, that I've talked a little bit about on Simply Southern Cottage is the Lord really laid on my heart, like a sense of building community. And I have a sweet friend named Sarah Harmeyer that I went to college with, and she has an organization called Neighbor's Table. And basically... She and her dad build these huge family style picnic tables that people, you know, could put in their backyard. And, but the goal is, is to bring others around your table to build community. And that can wow. look like your family. It can look like your friends, but really. The goal is to invite those that maybe you're not as familiar with. Maybe you run into a couple at, you know, Walmart or, um, you know, you meet a homeless person on the street and you just want to invite them over to share a meal. So I knew that I had to have a house that was inviting that had, you know, a warm inviting backyard because I do have this vision of the neighbor's table and then really building community around it.
1: I love that because it's not about you. It's about what you can do with the resources you've been given. Yes. And 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 just that concept, that mentality in your life of, you know, no matter what you do, maybe you're like, well, I never want to move. I never want to renovate a house. But whatever area in life you're in, if you will start to focus outward instead of inward, how can I make the people around me better? You're going yes. to naturally come out of that rut, be it mental or whatever it is, because you're now serving other people and you're going to get more out of it than if you just worry about yourself. It's
2: very true.
1: You could have easily just bought a nice place that's already ready to move in and, and just more clothes and more stuff. But that's not what drives you. You're, you're all about just sharing all of that stuff and, and seeing what you can do with what you've been given. I love that about you.
2: Yep, it's very true. And definitely um, a complete about face from where <laughs> I was, even just, you know, eight, ten years ago when it was all about me and all about things. And, you know, just when you walk through like a major trial, like I've been through, it totally, your priorities totally shift.
1: Right. And And the cool thing about it is it's not something you you just do differently. It's changed you. You're not the same person you were just like we were talking earlier about how we had met about six years ago. You're not the same person I met six years ago because you've fundamentally changed what what your look on life was and, and and your purpose in life.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Cap show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into CapShow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash show. that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show.
2: It's so true, Brandon. And you know... it's true that you really have to go through it to get to it. Mm -hmm. And I know that's very, very cliche. And when you're in the middle of a trial, like you cannot see for the life of you, like how in the world is good going to come from this? You just think you're just going to die. But, you know, now that I'm so far down the road from it, I am so thankful. And even as recently as today, just praising the Lord, you know, for bringing me through that and for sustaining me and just, um, bringing joy back into my life and just proving that he is faithful and that his promises are true. And he does, you know, truly pay you back double for your trouble, just like he did with Job. It's very true.
1: Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to have you back on because I was thinking we're getting close to uh, Thanksgiving. It's a great time to just really take, take, uh, inventory of your life and, and the, things that you should be thankful for and i know it's really easy to look at your current situation and say you know this is terrible no way something good comes out of this but i think sarah's story is so unique because i and we obviously we're not going to share all the details of it but it trust me on this one i know it was one of those uh one of those seasons i guess that you go through that you just think there's absolutely no good coming out of this. this is nothing but horrific And and nothing good will come out of it. But because you were formed in that moment, it made you who you are today. Now, it's easier to look back this much later, but to give hope to the people out there that are hearing this going, well, that's okay for Sarah, but y'all don't know what I'm going through. And I'm telling you, we we really do. But you, too, can get past this and get into a place where you'll look back and go, now I see it. Now I know what you were talking about.
2: Yes. And and like I said, you just have to go through it to get to it. And you just have to hold tightly to the Lord's promises and just, you know, cling to him with everything that you have. And it does take time. It's not something that, you know, happened overnight. I mean, it took me years, but being on this side of it, like I can truly say from the bottom of my heart, like I am grateful. I am so grateful because I so like the person that I am now more than the person that I was, you know, eight, 10 years ago.
1: And you've got some great relationships and friends and people that you've surrounded yourself with. So maybe if somebody's listening to this saying, well, that's easy for her because it just worked out that way. You, you had a lot of help along the way because you, you added people to your life that, that helped you grow, not just pulled away, pulled things from you.
2: Yes. And one important thing that your listeners need to know about that is that I did a lot of things that were uncomfortable, (laughs) just like going to Guatemala the first time. Um, I know I told the story on the first episode, but when I initially signed up, I knew no one on that trip. (laughs) It was a trip you know, put together by Jeff Goins after he wrote his book called Wrecked. And, you know, I just saw a tweet and signed up. And honestly, some of those people on that trip are my very closest friends, spiritual mentors pour into me even to this day. And um, it it takes a lot of getting out of your comfort zone to get the help and the, um, the people in your life that need to be there.
1: That's awesome. And it's so true. No matter where you're at in life, you've got to take some chances. The reason we call this is Beyond the Ruts because you've got to get out of that comfort zone. That's where the real, the sweet spot is, the blessings, the just the amazing abundance that you're going to see if you just get out of that rut. That safe area is not where all of this happens. It happens outside of yourself.
2: It's very true. And I had a friend that told me to actually put this on Facebook, you know, when I was debating on moving to Louisiana, I was like, you know, who am I going to be friends with? I haven't lived there in, you know, 15 years. I'm a very different person. You know, where am I going to go to church? Where am I going to get my nails done? (laughs) And she reminded me, Sarah, you'll be fine. Just remember, you never grow inside your comfort zone. You've got to get out of it. And so that was another reason Another another um, decision that went into the reasoning behind moving to Louisiana.
1: My daughter and I went uh, on a trip this summer and, we were talking about that, moving to different places, and, and she's only 15, but she was so wise because she said, you know, you don't know where some of that stuff was because obviously getting your nails done was a big deal to her, too. And she goes, but you just find it. You know, I'll find a doctor. I'll find a, a nail place. I'll find a place to buy groceries. Somebody will help me find all that stuff. I said, absolutely. They got that stuff in every city, so you'll figure it out.
2: It's true, but I'm not quite sure how I'm going to live without HEB yet. I haven't figured that one out. So,
1: oh, yeah, that would be tough. <laughs> it's
2: very tough. They have
1: Whataburger there yet? No. Uh,
2: they do have oh, Whataburger in Louisiana. They do, yes. All right. Well,
1: well, how about that? <laughs> well, I know you're running now and you're getting ready to do a 5K here in a couple of weeks, you said. So, yeah, speaking about getting uh, out of comfort zones, huh? That's, that's yes. new for you because you weren't a runner before either.
2: I have never been a runner. I have really tried, like, really over the course of my life to be a runner and just could never make it happen for one way, one reason or the other. And I just um, was in California this summer and I've always gotten up early to walk like two miles, like power walk or whatever. And, um, I thought I'm going to try to run today and I did and I could go (laughs) kind of far. And so I did it like every morning I was in California and it was just amazing because it was, um, really early. I probably wasn't safe, but it is what it is. (laughs) But anyway, um just amazing as the you know, the moon was setting, the sun was coming up, and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And so shortly after that I started doing Couch to Five K and I finished it um in only like I think it was four or five weeks. I finished it well ahead of, you know, the actual schedule because I was running pretty much six days a week. Mm -hmm. So I haven't run like an official 5K yet. I've just, you know, kind of done it, you know, with my phone and the timer. So that's coming up in two weeks.
1: I just started uh, couch to 10K. I've been doing the Nike running app, but I started the 10K because I want to run a 10K now. So that can be your next thing after you do the 5 k Start running I a 10K. I know. <laughs>
2: Sounds like a plan.
1: Awesome. Well, Sarah, if everybody wants to uh, catch up with you and find out what's going on, what's the best way to find out what's going on in Sarah's world?
2: So two places, simplysarah.com is really going to be all things me and my life. And Simply Southern Cottage is going to be everything that's going on with the renovation of this beautiful 1926 Louisiana home that I'm renovating.
1: So if you work for HGTV or DIY and you want to do a show on Sarah re- redoing this cottage, just give us a call because we manage her. So we <laughs> want to cut of that. But, absolutely.
2: Uh, I have a quick story about that if you want to hear it. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, during the process of trying to secure the house, you know, if you've read, I've got it titled the story on Simply Southern Cottage, you know, I talk about how all throughout the two year process, there were times that I thought I had it and then, you know, the family wouldn't get back with me. Then I thought I had it. So, um, one of those times I thought I had it, I actually did apply to be on, um, a show called, oh, it's, um it's like vintage house hunters. I forgot what the name of it is, but it's where like people are going in looking for vintage homes and they were totally interested. I talked to the casting producer, but the big catch is, is that before they'll sign you up is that you have to have the house under contract. So I know. So, I could never get the house under contract. And then finally, when I did, they're not casting for it anymore. Oh, no. so, I know it's so sad, but so close, but so far away.
1: Well, maybe uh, Vanilla Ice, I know, has a show there in Florida. Maybe he'll start. He'll come over and help you do a little bit of work or something like True. that. Now, did
0: you or, really go to yeah. high school with him?
1: Yeah, I really went. To, I, I went to middle school with him. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Well,
2: yeah. there you go, Brandon. And if anybody has any
1: hookups with Chip and JoJo, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Too, yeah. So. Ch- Chip and JoJo show up, then Renee's going to start driving that way, too. <laughs> I'm just
0: thinking, yes. Brandon, you totally got to call in that relationship with Vanilla Ice <laughs> because he's probably got a real connection to Renee Zellweger. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. She's probably yeah. got a restraining order or yeah. something
1: against him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So thanks for joining us. And uh, just thanks for inviting the world to see what you're doing. I think that's part of your growth and part of what you've been able to accomplish is you've opened it up to the world. So you share a lot of really great details on there. And then the cottage to me is as somebody who can barely, you know, screw in a light bulb and change the air filter. That concept kind of scares me. But the fact you're doing it, I just love because it's out of who you used to be and now you're just doing some extraordinary things so i can't wait to keep reading the blog and and to hear what's going on next for you
2: thank you so much it's definitely scary and exciting all at the same time
1: (laughs) there you go well thanks sarah for joining us and and go check out that uh that blog and find out what she's doing at that cottage there in louisiana and uh, we will talk to you soon if you like what you heard in this episode Be sure to share this
0: episode with your friends, your family, your coworkers, and that neighbor across the street. We also would like you to subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done that yet. You'll find us just simply by searching Beyond the Rut. If you want to share your story of of just pursuing your dream, of living the dream, give us a call at 361-596-3788 or send us an email at info at beyondtherut.com. You can also find the show notes for this episode at beyondtherut.com slash 064. Catch you on the next episode. Three, two, one.
1: I tried to walk away. I always have to do something when he's trying to do the count what, like, what the even doing? heck
0: man so uh, yeah so i'm doing the countdown and brandon just like walks five feet that way and i'm getting ready to say hey brandon welcome back to your show and uh gosh all right Uh-oh. no <laughs> you know the best thing i love about cap show is that they have one of the best communities ever as a cap show and myself I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CAPSHO, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the CAPSHO team today and join me inside that community.